Hello, hello, and hello again. Thank you for tuning in to Let's Chat with V. Today, I'm going to be reviewing 2017 film Cargo, directed by Yolanda Ramek and Ben Howling. For those of you that have not seen the film yet, don't worry, I don't think this serves as a spoiler. Just think of it as having a good chat with your homegirl fee over a good cup of rooibos tea. Okay, so let's get straight into it. Cargo. Cargo is set out in a time where there is a pandemic going on, where people get infected by a virus that eventually turns you into a zombie. I know, I know, that's very cliche, but there's just something different about cargo and how it tugs on your heartstrings because the basis of the story is a father, Andy, trying to find a suitable family for his young daughter, Rosie, to be taken care of because through his stupid actions, got himself bitten by his wife, which got infected through her stupid actions and left the baby in a very, very compromising situation. But let's just get to the beginning. So the movie starts off with um, Andy and Kay with their baby Rosie uh, floating on a river. And I am assuming that they are on a river because the infected don't tend to go swimming. That's just my assumption and I completely stand to be corrected because there was a reluctancy for them to head inland to find food so andy managed to scavenge a i don't know can i call it a sunken semi-sunken um yacht or sailing boat and he managed to find some food because his wife Kay was very concerned about the food that they had left and for their baby which is fair enough. I mean, you have to have food to feed your child. And while he was on this shipwreck, boat wreck, um, yacht wreck, he noticed something weird and then decided to leave the boat. Went back to his family on their floating house on the river and took a nap. But I don't know why. Why in the world would Kay decide to go on the semi-sunken yacht and try and figure out, I don't know what she was looking for. I honestly don't know what she was looking for. But long story short, she got attacked by an infected human being. There was a zombie and she got this virus that is eventually going to turn her into a zombie. So, my frustration started right there. The moment Kay decided to get into this semi-sunken yacht... Or sailing boat, forgive me, I don't know what it's called. But that is where my frustration started. Like, why was she there? What was she doing? What was she looking for? I mean, her husband had already passed there. So does she not trust that he looked properly or he scavenged properly? Why was she there in the first place? And her poor decisions got her into the situation, which is she got infected. I think whatever being was there 
bit her in the leg or tried to eat her. I don't know. It looked like someone tried to dig a hole with a, a screwdriver. I don't know. That just looked nasty to me. But that was just where my frustration was. And then as the story goes along, Andy does not want his wife to end her own life or to, I don't know, remove herself from um, the family home or the family family car, you know, to protect her child, which to me makes sense. As a mother, if you are infected, what are you going to think about? You're going to think about your daughter. You're going to think about your husband. So if you're the problem, remove yourself from the equation. That's what she was trying to do. But Andy would not allow her to do that. And that is where my frustrations started building up even more. I was thinking to myself, like, why, Andy, why? Let her run into the dry desert and turn into a zombie and do whatever it is that she's trying to do. Save yourself and save little Rosie. But no, Andy throws her over his shoulder, chucks her in the car, and away they drive because he does not want to accept the fact that she's infected. He believes that she's going to bleed out, so they're going to look for medical support. Long story short, they get in a car accident, and Andy gets a concussion of some sort. Um, Kay is like impelled with like a log or like a, a wooden twig slash spear from the outside that happened from the car crash, and Andy passes out because I'm believing he had a concussion. I stand to be corrected. Maybe he just was losing a lot of blood because his head was bleeding too. He passes out and he wakes up and obviously Kay is dead. And she has gunk that has come out her eyes and her mouth and all little bits and pieces of her face are just like really repulsive. But then she wakes up. As all infected people would. Like, come on, Andy. Like, what were you expecting? For her to just die and not wake up? So, because Rosie was screaming her poor little baby lungs out, Andy wakes up. And Andy was like, whoa, what's going on? And then he realizes, oh, I actually passed out. But then guess what? There's a zombie that used to be your wife. Because I'm thinking it becomes a, like, a zombie in the passenger seat trying to reach for the baby. But my annoyance continues to grow because Andy decides to put himself in between Rosie and Kay, which is now a zombie, a minder zombie, trying to reach for Rosie. But it, I feel like it's humanely impossible for her to have been able to turn and reach Rosie in the back seat because she was stuck, like literally stuck to her chair because she had been stabbed from the outside of the car, through the car, literally in her lower abdomen, into the chair. Like she was shish kebobbed right against the chair. So there was no way she would have been able to like turn and reach the baby, you know, unless she was going to rip her abdomen off. I don't know. I mean, zombies can do the craziest of things, I know. But I feel that Andy would have had enough time to get out the driver's side, go around, and take Rosie out from the back seat. But then that's where my frustration begins. Like, like not even begins, like it became even more because we don't even see how they got out the damn car. You see Andy getting eaten alive by his wife and then it just skips to the next scene and there's Andy outside the car with little Rosie 
and he's walking to the car to go and put his wife out of her misery and I was thinking to myself but how did you then get out the car because your wife is still screaming and screeching as zombies do and he's walking towards her and he's going to put her out of her misery but I'm thinking how did you get out the car if you had to you know force yourself to be in between Kay and Rosie at what point did he realize that okay actually I don't have to be I don't know human bait I can just get out the car and take my daughter at what point you know so that part you know the first bit of the movie I don't know if it was the first 30 minutes or the first 40 minutes I just found myself getting really frustrated and annoyed more than usual when watching movies you know more than usual but then I started thinking to myself you know it all just started when Andy, no, actually, it started when Kay made the dumb decision to go and explore a, a, a yacht or a boat that was sitting in the water, not knowing what could possibly be there. I know Andy did the same thing, but come on, why? What was the reason of going there, knowing that her partner had already passed by there? I mean, in such a time where there's flesh-eating zombies. Do you not think that there could be something in the tree or there could be something in your cupboard or there could be something in your boot? I feel like that is all I would be thinking all the time. Even in the water, I would think there's something walking at the bottom of the lake, if anything. But there she was, putting herself in a very vulnerable um, position, knowing that she has a baby. But anyway, it is what it is. It happened. She got infected. Then, the second thing, why wouldn't Andy just let her make her own choice? She even asked him and stated, like, when it comes down to it, it has to be my choice. If I want to kill myself, best believe I'm going to kill myself. But no, Andy was in denial. Like, I've never ever, like, I even got to the point that I had to stop the movie, call my boyfriend and say to him, uh so i'm watching this movie right and the wife is infected and there's a baby and there's a husband and the husband doesn't want to leave the wife but she's possibly going to eat them all what would you do uh he gave me his answer and i was just like nigga you crazy boy you crazy i'm gonna leave your ass in the woods in the bush in the forest wherever it is i'm gonna leave you there because you have to think about the healthy i don't know if maybe my logic has no love to it but really if anything i told him that you know before you turn maybe i will you know just out of love kill you before you become a, a, a zombie you know and give you a proper burial but there's no way i'm gonna drag a possible zombie, oh lord, oh lord, oh lord, but we all think differently, I guess, we all think differently, and so Andy is now sick, and he has, I don't know, 48 hours before he turns, or something like that, but I feel that the movie went longer than 48 hours, because there was two nights, or is my maths, is my mathematics incorrect, maybe it is incorrect, but anyway, I just felt like it dragged on longer than 48 hours. That's just how I felt. I could be completely wrong because maybe he got 
I don't know, he got infected in the late afternoon. So, yeah, now that I think of it, you know, it could possibly be correct with two nights passing if he got infected in the late afternoon. But anyway, so it's just now about him. You know, a lot of things happen within the movie. I'm not trying to spoil it for those that haven't watched it. But long story short, it ends with him, Andy. Imagine this, you know, there's smoke. And there comes Andy, a a mindless zombie with his hands restrained, with a mouth guard or a teeth guard in his mouth, carrying little Rosie on his back with the 12-year-old that they found, sitting on top of Rosie. Okay, on top of doesn't make sense because now I'm thinking literally on top of her head. Well, she was kind of like sitting on the carrier, if I can call it that. And Andy was being directed by a piece of meat. I don't know about y'all, but I cried the moment I saw that. I cried because I realized that even on the other side, he wanted to ensure that his daughter had a safe place to go. Had, you know, even if it meant that he had to be like a, a mindless mule of some sort chasing the carrot. Um, that made me cry. Like, I, I found myself crying. I was so emotional because I think... It built up so much frustration and annoyance that I was blaming Andy for not being the only parent to raise, you know, Rosie by himself. Like I was blaming him, like the stupidity of, you know, um, putting himself between Kay and Rosie when he could have just as easily just went out the door and take out the baby, which I think is what he did. That's why they didn't want to show it to us. You know, I see what y'all are doing. I see what y'all are doing. You don't want to show us the the logic that our brains are actually thinking, but it's cool. My frustrations were built at that point because I felt that Andy, you were so stupid. Had you just left Kay or gave her like a proper burial or whatever, you know, allowed her to make the decision to end her own life you would not be in the situation that you are in, slowly dying while trying to find a suitable home for your daughter, which was very challenging for him. And I think what made me so emotional is that frustration of his choice of not letting Kay go and then potentially now putting himself in, not potentially, but putting himself in a situation where he can't be there for his daughter. He managed to be there for her even on the other side, mind blown, like, um, although he's like a mindless zombie that would most probably rip, I don't know, Rosie out of the little carry seat that was on his back and eat her, he managed to make a plan that would get his daughter safely to the other side so that's how the movie ends and then little rosie is happy with the you know the beautiful people that are living in whatever valley wherever you know away from all the infected people and it's a happy ending and i must say i wasn't prepared for that because i was expecting i don't know my, my expectations that i had already concluded before um 
the movie actually ended. You know, like sometimes we tend to do that. We kind of figure how the movie's going to end before it even ends. I thought Andy would like kind of like go rogue and then run into the bush or kill himself actually. Like, you know, like a suicidal thing or I don't know, like something. But I would have never thought that he would have managed to get his daughter safely to a safe home and a safe family even when he's a zombie so that made me very very happy so to conclude was cargo a good movie i think yes it was because it really played with my emotions not many movies okay that is a lie a lot of movies play with my emotions but it played with my emotions and not only in a bad way but mostly in a good way because nobody wants to feel frustrated while watching a movie so i feel like that was maybe bad but i understand i understand why you were frustrating me you beautiful directors i understand why you why you frustrated me so that i could fully feel the love that the father had for his daughter at the end of the movie totally totally understand i totally understand so it was a really good movie would i recommend it to someone else most definitely yeah i would I would recommend it to the whole world to watch this beautiful, beautiful um, play of, I don't know, well-thought-out emotive placement. I don't know how to put it into words, but I would most definitely recommend it to someone else. Um, And it would most definitely get a thumbs up for me. So thank you for listening to my review of Cargo, directed by Yolanda Ramek and Ben Howling. I really hope that you enjoyed your beautiful chat with Fee. Till next time. Bye.